Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be Southside regardless. South slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, babe. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. After a successful road trip, the Sox are thrilled to be back home. Winners of six in a row and a spectacular time to begin a seven-day homestand against Cleveland and against the New York Yankees. To right field, Gavin Sheets can't make the play. Cleveland has taken a 1-0 lead. Miller ends up at second. Well, sometimes on a line drive, the lights might have taken over. But Gavin puts the glove up and then just misses it. Rosario at first. To third. Moncada has it eat him up. Tim comes over to throw it wide. So that ended up all over the place. It was a good reaction by Tim Anderson, but he ended up whistling it wide of Abreu. So runners at the corners here in the fifth. It's a base hit, and Tim's going to pick up an air on that throw. This one hit the lip of the grass and came up and bit him. With a catcher running, if Tim just takes his time, he's got him. But when he side wheels the throw, they don't wind up on the mark all that often. 0-1 pitch, sky to left center field. Robert and Pollock, and this ball is going to get to a fan. 8-3. And he came on and picked one up. Left field base hit on two strikes on a slider. And Rosario's on. And now the ball gets away. So Rosario's on his way to second base. And now he's thinking three. Throw coming into third is late. And now the Sox are in a little bit more of a tense situation. Still 8-3, but the defense has unraveled a little bit. Rosario with three hits tonight. He's three for four. And then the adventures start. Hits off the glove. Jose bangs into Rosario. And he just keeps on going. And this, a ground ball to third. The Sox wanted to trade the out for a run, but they're not going to get the out. It's an error on Moncada, and it's 8-4. to four. Center field. Robert back. This ball is gone, and Cleveland has tied the game in the ninth inning on a Naylor grand slam. Line fair down the left field side. 
It's an RBI double for Jimenez, and Cleveland has taken a 9-8 lead. On the ground, slowly hit first base side. Pro comes to the plate, and that was a bad idea. The Sox will take it. Angle scores. It's 9-all. Naylor to right field, and gone. That's eight driven in in his last three at-bats. Called strike three. Cleveland has pulled off a shocking comeback. Josh Naylor surges Cleveland to a victory and just wipes away six in a row for the White Sox. The highlights are courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. The final was 12-9 with the Guardians scoring one in the eighth, six in the ninth, and one in the tenth to win it all. 312-644-6767 is the number. We are going to take your phone calls today. We're going old school today. We're just going to let people react to what it is that they saw. Let's start with James, who's out in Flossmoor. Hey, James, you're on the score. Hey, Lawrence, big fan. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm totally in line with you, completely disgusted with the way the White Sox are playing. Granted, they just won six in a row. Um, bad defense, terrible, low-quality at-bats. Um, you mentioned earlier Tony Larusa, obviously 80 years old, no life, no energy. It seems like he has no idea what's going on in the post-game shows, things like that, in those press conferences. Um, I had a question for you. What about the leadership in the clubhouse from players? Like, what is Tim Anderson or Jose Abreu saying to these guys after a loss like last night? I think it's an excellent question, especially since, you know, Tim is one of the leaders. He's also one of the leaders. He is the leader in errors in Major League Baseball. Tim's got more errors than teams do with nine. I wonder the same thing about what we're hearing from what those guys are saying to each other and how they really do need to just kind of tighten up. And we haven't seen it. I, I don't think that the White Sox defenders are as bad as they've looked. But there are times when you go, why are you making that play? Or why are you trying to make that effort? There's a a confidence that borders on arrogance in some of it. Like, I'm so good of a player, I can make that throw, or I'm so, my arm is so strong. They call it the like Cutler effect, or Cuddy would think that he could get balls through windows because he had one of the best arms in the league, and then those windows would close. White Sox defenders do some of that stuff too. Oh, we're good enough, we're slick enough that we're gonna, we're gonna get that guy, he's gonna not pay attention around third, and I'm gonna throw back there, and we're gonna get him. I just don't understand why they're not better at picking up the baseball. And clearly, there's a connection between not being good defensively and losing. And they saw it firsthand last season. 312-644-6767. Out to Alec. Hey, Alec, you're on the score. Hey, Lawrence. My comment is kind of in the same vein there where I'm wondering where is the coaching here? Shouldn't your coaching staff be helping these defenders sure up the plays they're making in the field? 
I feel like by now we should have seen some improvement there, even with the short spring training. Is that really not something you can improve on during the season? It's a great question. and Honestly, it's one that I haven't found a sufficient answer to. I do think that there is an element of, well, the White Sox, what they would tell you is, it wasn't like it was a full camp and we were hoping that we'd have a full camp and then Tony could implement some of this stuff. To be fair to them, I I would say, okay, that makes sense. But why are you worse? Clearly, other teams also had shortened camps. Why are you worse? And why, with hiring the manager that you hired, Why isn't some of this stuff just better automatically? Now, I've been to the ballpark. Guys are working on stuff. Like it's, it's, it's not – Joe Madden would have these show up to the, the, the ballpark at 6 o'clock for a 7-10 first pitch. The White Sox are actually doing some of this stuff. Like They're doing some of the work. Do you have the proper people teaching them how to get the work done? Are you able this now becomes an issue of like player development? Just because you have a special group of talented players, and the White Sox do, doesn't mean that each of them has reached their peak of who they can be as players. What are you doing organizationally to make it so that those players can get to where they their talent says that they can go? I think it's it's a good question, and I don't I'm not sure if it even has an answer. I just know the answers that have been given to it to me seem a little light. Mike is on the south side. Hey, Mike, you're on the score. Hey, Lawrence, how are you doing, man? I'm doing really well. What's on your mind? So something just kind of stray away from TLR a little bit, but come back to him at the end. Um, I kind of had a forthcoming when they uh, hired TLR that this was a classic Jerry move and all the excitement that, you know, the new team, the new look, Rick Hine getting the keys and doing what he wants with the team. And then they kind of hired TLR and it's kind of like the same old Jerry Ryan deserve kind of move. And, you know, I, baseball is a game of chances. Last night, the, the, the Sox gave the Indians or the Guardians too many chances. And when the White Sox had their chances, like with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, um, the Guardians didn't let the Sox get the chance with an outstanding play at third. Yep, Jose Ramirez was fantastic. The point that you speak on, the hiring of it, of La Russa, I think for us, for a majority of us, there are some people who are dead-enders and just think that Tony LaRusso's resume is managing the team in 2022 and not looking at the the person who is now in that role. I think that it did stop the party. I think the hiring of Tony LaRusso made White Sox baseball less fun. But that's for us. Like that's admittedly something that we like, that we like the way that this team was starting to look and we enjoyed the fact that they were irreverent and swaggy and a, a an avatar for what baseball could be moving forward. And then, in my estimation, they hired the baseball police. And you take some of the fun out of it. 
The guys in the clubhouse have said that's not the case. They feel like, at least what they've said publicly, is that they have a manager that they get along with, that they like. Some of them even have said, gone so far, so they feel like they're learning stuff. I've only had a couple of days in that clubhouse. It it was loose. And this is while they were kind of going through their struggle and the gloomy days and stuff. It was loose. Guys weren't standoffish. They, they were still talking with each other. They were having fun. The music was blaring. Like, all of that stuff that we would probably associate with the White Sox clubhouse before Tony get, gets hired. I don't know if there's an actual impact. If if what we perceive as the White Sox being lesser because they hired Tony, I think that's more on us than it is on them. But I am willing to listen to the possibility of maybe it took something away from them too. What's more important right now is the hiring of a manage of this manager with this resume we don't even need to globalize it is supposed to make you better and there have been so a texter said who do you give credit to for some of the guys that have improved pitching wise let me tell you some of the things that i think that tony has done well in particular his handling of michael kopech last year i thought was fantastic And that's some of the stuff that you want to bring him in to do. You have him explain to a young pitcher, we need you in this role. You're going to get to the other role. I think Kopech took to it, and I've been really happy with what I've seen from him. I think that Tony deserves credit for that, the way that he handled it. But there are other things that I don't think that he handled well. And I don't want to relitigate this, but it it does speak to my point. While I'm giving him credit for one pitching decision, I'm not giving him credit for the other. And that's what happened at the back end of the bullpen last year. I like that Rick was aggressive and said, you know what? Let's go lock down the eighth and ninth inning. Let's go win a World Series. Let's make this trade and we'll get Craig Kimbrell. As I've said before, I can't imagine that with Tony being in charge of the White Sox, like him being the shadow GM of the White Sox because he can go above the GM's head, he can go above the vice president of baseball operations head in Kenny Williams and go straight to the owner if he's got a beef. (sighs) I can't imagine Rick saying, Tony, we're going to give you Craig Kimbrell. You're just going to have to deal with it. I don't think he's wired that way. I'm sure that it was, this is what we're thinking. Can you make it work? And Tony being like, of course, I invented bullpenning. And then it didn't work. And infrastructurally, I I wonder if the White Sox had the things that Craig Kimbrell needed to be successful. Or if they had a manager who understood how to manage a situation. Like, break it down to to the definition of manage. Here's your situation. My parents went away on a week's vacation. No. The situation is you have a guy that's more comfortable in the ninth. You have another guy that the organization has spent a lot of money on to be their ninth inning guy, but is flexible 
and has made his living being a guy that can be stretched out and do eighth and ninth inning stuff. Tony didn't manage it well. And what made me mad is at the end of the season when it was brought up, he was like, oh, well, Kimbrell's a ninth inning guy. And that was the end of it. Well, if he's a ninth inning guy, you've got the lineup card. You could have said Kimbrell was now the ninth inning guy. These are the decisions that you were brought in to make. This is what managing in 2022 looks like. Or in this case, in 2021. And he failed that. And there's multiple examples of things in the White Sox clubhouse slash dugout not being managed well. And they're not things that you should have when you have Tony LaRusso's resume. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.